0: Sorry for interrupting, we just want to be able to record it.
1: So this is uh, Kevin Solano from St. Francis Inn. Uh, if you've never gone to St. Francis Inn and, and, uh, and served there, I uh, just highly recommend it. Uh, it's uh, both a pleasure to serve people, but to work uh, shoulder to shoulder with fine people like, like Kevin and the whole crew down there. Uh, and uh, they also have a prayer meeting right after uh, serving. Which is also a treat to combine <laughs> not just the the serving but the the prayer time. It just brings it full circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really our pleasure and joy to uh, to have have you here, Kevin. And, uh, I'll let you take it away.
0: Brent, well, yeah. I'm very happy to be here and glad to be sharing with some Merton information here. I got little sheets. Oh, I think I got too many, but um, so just sort of tuck those away. I mean. We'll check them out in a minute. kind of real rush there. Um, But yeah, so the whole thing's based on New Seeds of Contemplation, Mm -hmm. which is just so rich, you know. Um, I went to St. Bonaventure University where he taught for a little while. He went to Columbia University um, in New York City, got a master's in English, Um, was looking to do a Ph.D., ended up just um, uh, teaching for a while before taking a retreat down in Kentucky, uh, at the Gethsemane, uh, Cistercian monks there, you know, and so silence and cloistered all of this. Um, loved it, ended up doing another weekend there and then didn't really leave until he started doing, you know, speaking outside of, you know, the monastery as a monk, as a traveling speaker. Um, He's known for, I mean, you guys probably all know him, but, you know, he's a poet, he's a mystic, he's a philosopher, he's a Buddhist and a Taoist and a Catholic, and, you know, it's it's like a laundry list of good (laughs) things. Um, But, yeah, so what I wanted to focus on today, seeing that it's, like, centering contemplative Mm -hmm. prayer, is sort of Merton right on contemplation. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I try to do is select a few what I think are, like, integral pieces of this book that he really sort of hits the nail right on the head and sort of brings us right into, you know, his understanding of con- contemplation or sort of, you know, un-understanding or misunderstanding or, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, all of those mystical kind of things. Um, and I I took a little liberty in ter- terms of re-editing things just to make it... Um, you know, be readable and stuff, because he can be a little wordy, and he can be a little high-minded, but I tried to pick the things that I think is most direct. Um, But so what I wanted to start with, I wanted to start with a few um, little thoughts that uh, lead into this, and then what what I was hoping we would do is, um, you know, I can read or other people can read um, the first two segments here. And then I'll have, you know, a little bit of music and stuff for the last segment. Because I think the first two, as well as these opening readings, are more um, kind of negative instructions. Like, maybe not this so much. And the last one is very much, I find, a positive. And so I kind of wanted to, you know, share that negativity and then bring that positivity just Mm -hmm. kind of for us. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so with that said... um, and it's from all over the book, and it's funny. So, cause this, it's funny. I think, is such a great intro, but here it is in chapter 29. <laughs> so, I don't know how to, how to do that. But, so he says on, the, the chapter title is Mental Prayer. But There are all kinds of techniques and methods of meditation and mental prayer, and it will be hard to begin to talk about them all. That is why I shall talk about none of them, except to say that they are all good for those who can use them, and everyone who can get profit out of systematic meditation should not fail to do so, as long as he is not afraid to lay the method aside and do a little thinking for himself once in a while. The purpose of a book of meditations is to teach you how to think and not to do your thinking for you. Consequently, if you pick up such a book and simply read it through, you are wasting your time. As soon as any thought stimulates your mind or your heart, you can put the book down because your meditation has begun. To think you are somehow obliged to follow the author of the book to his own particular conclusion would be a great mistake. It may happen that this conclusion does not apply to you. God may not want you to end up God may want you to end up somewhere else. He may have planned to give you quite a different grace than the one the author suggests you might be needing. So in a sense, I guess that's a disclaimer for, I don't know if you're going to like any of this, (laughs) 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 but it's (laughs) kind (laughs) of my stuff through, you know, his stuff through me (laughs) for you ending up hopefully back at your stuff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, so um, I guess, yeah, that's my little disclaimer. Um, But so I'd like to read a little intro here. Right. Is there people that are willing? I realize it's kind of small font. I didn't realize. Uh, but the light's pretty good here. Anybody wants uh, to read the first and second one? i go ahead
1: and read the, the, the whole thing. Or just do the, Yeah, the
0: just three the, the three, three, three little three paragraphs. paragraphs.
1: The wait, secret? Wait, well, hold on. Sorry. Oh, okay, sure.
0: So you're number one. I got okay. a little thing right that okay. leads into it. Sorry. Anybody for number two? Number two. Number two? Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so sort of why I chose these things. Mainly the first one. I think that one's first, because it starts with the secret of interior peace is. I mean, how do you not? Like, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, biggest earmark ever. Big. <laughs> if he's giving me some secrets, I'm, I'm going to town with those. Um, but yeah, so I, I sort of wanted to start with that one. And the second piece, again, is actually in a different earlier spot in the book, but I think it dovetails very nicely um, and then yeah, I'll, I'll have the mm-hmm. the reading, and you know, feel free to reread the things, or you know, but mainly focus on that last one, uh, especially for carrying that into our our later. And redemption. we
1: can we can we can transition right into meditation from that if you want. Uh, if that we, that would be cool. We could yeah. do another,
0: you know, we could do a gospel in between the two. What I was trying to find was the passage, and it only said it was from Saint Luke, so I couldn't. You know, I was like, oh, where's of all times know. not to have a <laughs> scripture reference. Um, where, you know, he was sort of doing the roulette thing and landed on, you know, thou shalt, you know, be silent or whatever. And then he was like, well, I'm being a monk now. And so I thought that would have been good to find, but I couldn't find it. Um, but anyways, um, no, I think it would be good to do the roulette thing. I'm, I'm, I'm always a, sort of a fan of that. So. Yeah, okay. okay.
1: We'll, we'll do a gospel, somewhere in the gospel for, okay. roulette,
0: but if I think the most important thing in life is a feeling of interior peace I'll be all the more disturbed when I notice that I do not have it and since I cannot directly produce that feeling in myself whenever I want to the disturbance will increase with the failure of my efforts finally I will lose my patience by refusing to accept the situation which I cannot control And so I will let go of the one important reality, union with the will of God, without which true peace is completely impossible.
1: The secret of interior peace is detachment. Contemplation is impossible for the one who is dominated by all the confused and changing desires of their own will and even in those desire, if those desires reach out for the good things of the interior life for contemplation, for peace, for the pleasures of prayer, if they are no more than the natural and selfish desires that will make contemplation difficult, uh, they will make contemplation difficult and even impossible. You will never be able to have perfect interior peace and contemplation unless you are detached, even from the desire of peace and contemplation. You will never be able to pray perfectly until you are detached from the pleasures of prayer. If you give up all these desires and seek only one thing, God's will, he will give you contemplation and peace, even in the middle of labor and conflict and trial.
2: True contemplation is the work of a love that transcends all satisfaction and all experience to rest in the night of pure and naked faith. Faith brings us so close to God that it may be said to touch and grasp Him as He is, though in darkness. And the effect of such a contact is often a deep peace that overflows into the lower faculties of the soul and thus consumes constitutes an experience. Yet, that experience of feeling peace always remains an accident of contemplation, so that the absence of this sense does not mean that our contact with God has ceased. To become attached to the experience of peace is to threaten the true and essential vital union of our souls with God above sense and experience in the darkness of pure and perfect love. And so, although this sense of peace may be a sign that we are united to God, it is still only a sign, an accident. The substance of the union may be had without any such sense, and sometimes when we have no feeling of peace of God's presence, He is more truly present to us than He ever has been before. If we attach too much importance to these accidentals, we will run the risk of losing what is essential, which is the perfect acceptance of God's will, whenever our feeling, whatever our feelings may happen to be. So I got a little
0: five-minute song. And, you know, feel free to dive into that last reading or, you know, come back to the other readings, but...